Hello there and thank you for joining us on HearthCast, episode number 352 for patch 7.2. We are a podcast about the world of Warcraft and the rest of the Blizzard universe. And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast. This is Root. And this is Freckleface. Coming up in episode number 352 of HearthCast, features that didn't go as planned in Warcraft, and an interface suggestion in Hot. This podcast is made possible through the kind support of our Patreons. A special thank you going out to Richard, our newest Patreon. To find out how you can support us, just head on over to patreon.com slash E-I-P-S. So hey there, Freckleface. Hey there, Root. Tell me about your week in the Blizzard universe. Well, like last week, I played enough hot quick matches to do the Nexus Challenge and then some. You, you're playing my allotment of hots. So I, I am. Pr- I appreciate I that. I am. I'm, I'm absorbing it. You are. Yes. <laughs> It's been really fun. Uh, I had a really interesting game. It is, is the one with the payloads. I don't know if you've done that map before. Basically, both sides have to do an escort. And if there's no one around, then that thing won't move. It also won't move if there's an enemy around. Now, the odd thing is, if someone stealthed near it, it won't move. It's like, let's say you got oh, three, wow. of your, three of your teammates and you're all around this thing trying to escort it. And someone's hiding in the bushes or whatever. It's not going to move. So I was playing as Nova, and all I did the whole match was just stealth around the enemies. And they were throwing out AoEs. They were, just, they were like running around, doing <laughs> yeah, other spells, trying to cool. find me. And I couldn't keep still because they would find me. So I was just darting around, darting around, darting around. And their payload would go forward and then stop, and then forward and stop. And I could kind of tell the other team was getting frustrated. Yeah, well, that's you're, you're doing your job then, right? Yes, yes. What if it's a tactic that people don't like? I have heard that people do not like that. They don't think you should be able to be stealth and keep the other team's payload from going. Yeah, it does seem kind of awkward that that stops the payload. Uh, if it's an attack on it, then I can see it stopping it. But just your mere presence, even stealth presence, that kind of bothers me a little. Well, I will just say this. When the enemy is doing it, it's not fair. But since I was the one that was doing it, <laughs> it's, it's fair. Fun. It's <laughs> <laughs> Funny how this that works, isn't it? <laughs> I did notice something interesting in Heroes of Storm, too. When you are in the Hero Select screen or just in the main menu and one of your friends comes online, uh, if they come into the Nexus, you get a little pop-up. You know, there's a, there's a separate thing. It's not just the Battle.net. It's a pop-up that says, hey, this person has just entered the Nexus. Nexus. Do you want to invite them to a game? Well, some people have a star next to them. What's the star mean? The star means they are near your level. Your oh, skill level. That's why I never see that. Because <laughs> I'm like, everybody I know plays like well, 10 like, times more than me. Two of my friends came out at the same time, and one of them had the star. And it's like, you, you know, this person is uh, near you in skill level. Uh-oh. And I'm thinking, well, is that different than your player level? It could be because you could have a player level that you've played a lot of games. But, but you're still not very good at yeah. it, which is where I'm at. <laughs> uh, disproportionate. I'm just really curious how they come up with that. Don't know. Uh, the same way they come up with every other little statistic in that game, though. 
during one of our matches, I got blue screened. Oh, the B side, blue screen yeah. of death. Oh. I hate that frowny face. Frowny face. Yeah, when uh, Windows does it, you get the the colon and the parentheses. It's like we're sorry in his little sad face. It does. I haven't seen one in a while. Oh so. yeah. It's I'm just used to the big memory dump that you see on there. And you go, "Well, I'm supposed to do something with this," and people go, "Like, yes, it means something. Don't touch no, it." No, it says uh, blue screen. It says we've encountered an error. So it's like. Literally, it's just an instant. One minute, I'm focused on my character's second. Boom. Thing. Yeah, it's blue, and I got to <laughs> reboot snap. my computer. And that is the longest process to get back into the game. Uh, it is just a nightmare. You got to wait for your computer to boot up and sign into Windows. Did and you make like, it back in? Barely. Sign into Windows, and then now I'm looking at my desktop, but everything's still kind of loading. I press the start button. It's kind of lagging. Press the start button, log into Val.net. Now I got to wait on that. Then it's got to launch heroes. Then it's got to play the catch-up game. It, well, then it hesitates. <laughs> right. Then it loads the game. Then catches then, you up. Then, That's the thing I don't asks, get. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to try to catch up? I'm like, okay, catch yeah, up. Catch up. He's in there for three minutes. And at going, this point, after on? this takes me like five minutes later, then I get to the point where it's like, do you want to catch up? This is going to take a while. I'm yeah. Like, oh, okay. Somehow I managed to get back in there until before the game start. Uh, Meanwhile, ended. you're. Your character in the game has just been assumed by an AI and is yeah, running and it, around. Yeah, and it picked all the active talents that I never picked. <laughs> all the wrong ones. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> I got in a Discord um, right as I was in the tail end of getting back in the game. And they said, like, and they're like, are you back in the game? I was like, no, not yet. They're like, good, because Gul'dan was off by himself. I was like, okay, well, that's not me. <laughs> Don't <laughs> yell at me. <laughs> You're getting yelled at for stuff the AI is doing yeah, in your name. They're like, freckle face, can I yell at you yet? No. What? All right, then. See? <laughs> I'm not the only one who yells at no. you for things you don't do. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> this makes me happy. <laughs> well, your character's by himself. I'm not in the game yet, dude. <laughs> I'm not even playing. Fuck what are you doing in the corner? <laughs> well, I'm I'm loading the game right now. <laughs> That's how it was. Gamer's nightmare. I just have to say that. Ugh. Blue screen death. Ugh. First Terrible. world gamer problems. I know. But on the uh, plus side, in Warcraft, I finally gathered enough uh, resources to do the last tier of the class hall upgrade. Oh, nice. Are you going to yeah. get the, uh, the double the, the, double the chance on the double the yeah, artifact? Yeah, chance of double artifact power. It's very exciting. Um, I finally realized I should be doing those uh, broken shore dailies because yeah. those give you the building supplies yeah, yeah, and yeah. you turn those in and yeah. they give you the thing that you open and that gives yep. you order hall resources. Not to mention the dude in the cave with the treasure. Because if you open up the, yeah, as many treasure chests as possible, sometimes you get a thousand resources from that. Not just that, but um, there is a, I think it's a million, if I counted the zeros right, uh, nether shards you can get from there. Oh, or maybe wow. it's just a hundred thousand. I forget. How many commas were there? I forget. Oh. <laughs> but it was a lot and it was a big deal. They posted it on Reddit and it was a big deal. So, huh. uh, but. I've gotten a pet out of there. I got scraps, and you said you I got, got scraps. Yeah, so there's other pets he drops out of the that are unique to that one. Yeah, scraps, by the way, sells for like eight thousand gold right now. Well, I'm keeping mine. I don't. I'll, I haven't sold he, him. He has a forever home with me. I just appraised him. Mm. Yeah, I'm like, look, I know what you're worth, buddy. <laughs> you better bring me eight thousand gold worth of happiness. And did he? Not yet. Did haven't summoned him. Okay. <laughs> He's still in my bag. <laughs> Well, get on that WoW app. What? Get on the WoW app and sell them. No. I thought, why? Because I don't want to sell them yet. Oh, you're waiting for price to go up? Yeah, I think 8000 is a little low. Oh, okay. So, 
Well, it's only going to go down as more people get it. Yeah, but most people, I mean, there's such a dichotomy of people who like or hate that cave. They don't want to spend the resources and nether shards to get the chance the, for the key to open up the treasure chest. But yeah. to me, it's the same thing as a monkey cave. It's it's that lottery. Well, the thing is, with there is um, an item that you need to make legendary items. If you're a crafter and if you have a recipe that uses it. So depending on your profession and what recipes you know, there might be better uses for nether shards. But for me, that's really all I can spend it on. Yeah, I was uh, actually surprised that you kind of, as soon as you got flying, you pretty much abandoned the world quest there in Broken Shore, Broken Isles. It's weird how that works, right? Yeah, I mean, I keep doing them. I mean, I'm, I'm doing those and I'm hitting the elites. I do that. And then you're just, you know, you're like focusing on other tunes. It's like, all right. Well, you know, I need that goalpost. Yeah. And it had been flying for so long. And then once I got it, I was, I said, well, done. I'm not sure what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm done. Um, and then I needed enough resources. So I started doing uh, the Broken Shore again. And I did the some of the emissary. Kind of waiting for that upgrade to finish. When I started working on that upgrade, I, I started hoarding artifact power. I wasn't cashing it in. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you back. oh that's smart. Yeah, then it was like a bonanza. You just cashed them all in and see which one procced for the double. I was very happy because a lot of them I had were like 4.9 million. And then that, you know, doubles to close to 10 million. That was nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it does that in your little, your little bar moves like a fraction of a centimeter. You're like, (laughs) yes, I can see it move. Well, other than getting a double artifact power, what else have you been up to this week? What I've been up to? Hearthstone, actually, yeah. Of all That's the crazy. things. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> you don't hear that from Root very no, often, no, no. do you? I shocked the Twitter world. Really have. Uh, the Twitter called me. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> you can't post pictures of Hearthstone, dude. Did you, get your, did you get your account flagged? I know, yeah, you're melting our servers. What's going on? <laughs> what are you Can doing? Can we verify this as you're posting your account? <laughs> your I know account. some strange tweets. <laughs> are you botting over there? What's yeah. happening? <laughs> Uh, no, but I've really enjoyed it, and here is something that I thought I would never say. I'm starting to enjoy losing because I'm learning in the process. Okay. And I can appreciate a good loss now. Okay, that's good. You're like, the other day I was fighting, it was a paladin, and I'm like, okay, I've got this guy. And I was working on one of my quests, I think it was Druid or something, and I was like, I had this guy, and we were getting down and uh, pretty nitty-gritty. And I still had like a lot of hit points left and he didn't. I'm like, you know what? Next move, the next move, my next turn, I have enough cards. He's, he's dead. I'm going to win this match. I might've gotten a little cocky and I might've put like, well played. Thank you. All that up there, little moats. Sure. Yeah. And then uh, he said, thank you. And I'm like, okay, that's nice of him. Mm -hmm. And then he dropped the mob and then buffed the heck out of that mob. (laughs) And he like healed, like had all this uh, health. I'm like, but he's got such low hit points. What's this guy? I mean, it's going to take me a long time to get his health down, but whatever. I can, I'm still, is no top. Okay, now he's got a taunt. All right, so now he's got at least one more. And now he switched the health to attack. Okay. And now he's got charge. Uh, and my game is over. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I got just like drop and drop and drop and drop. And I'm like, this is getting worse and worse and worse and worse for me. You know, so. Well, you were you were watching me play that Hearthstone game where uh, in one turn, 
this dude got this minion from what was it like a three five, and then he started adding a bunch of like uh, twenty six. She got the twenty six or something. Was, yeah, all of a sudden it was a twenty eight, twenty eight. Yeah, and I only had I had twenty five health and one armor. Right. Like, okay. <laughs> well, whatever. <laughs> but the one thing I need I need to be more uh, cautious about is when I attack and it damages myself. Because I forget to take that into account, and I've suicided a couple times. <laughs> like, wait, wait, oh yeah, uh, it does not warn you, no, or stop you, no. no. Go ahead, right on in there, knock yourself <laughs> out. Literally, it's fine. Go, go. I've done that. Again. It always shocks me. I'm like, what happened? Oh, I happened. <laughs> That's never good. Uh, as per my challenge, though, I have uh, my challenge, of course, being uh, getting my wife to play Hearthstone. Uh, that's going oh so smashingly well. Oh, yeah. Um, I've mentioned it to her, and she kind of um, went yeah what no, and walked out. You know, like I don't have time to process don't that statement. Yeah, deal with this. Okay, here's the thing. All right, tell me. Um, I know that you like to have your coffee dates with your wife. Yeah, I do. Yes. Yeah. So a good introduction might be to take her to a place that has Wi-Fi. Okay. Or, have her bring her tablet. Or her phones both have 3G in her phone and her tablet has that too. Okay. So. But yeah, I get your point. Like, go to Wi-Fi. Right. Go to Starbucks. Go to someplace. Go to someplace chill. Yeah. That you can sit down and together and you can play it with her. Instead of just telling her about it, show her. All right. Um, I like the concept. Mm-hmm. The problem is the the sole purpose of the coffee date. Is to be away from technology. Oh, do you have yeah. a phone rule? Yeah, phone stay in oh. the car. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes I'll bring it in and, and it's just like, why's your phone? You're, I'm taking a selfie of a honey. <laughs> That's why. Well, if you, if you used her tablet, it would be breaking the no technology rule. But it's not like you would both be sitting there checking your phone for text right. and things like yep. that. It would still just be playing a game and away from things. So just a suggestion. I like it. No, I like it. I yeah. like it. I'll give it a shot. Might be a good way yeah. to introduce her to it. And then we have a, a guy in our meetup group who plays Alliance. Uh, that's very uh, uh, rare for our meetup group here. Normally, it's very Horde-centric, our meetup group. Uh, but we do have some Alliance players in. Nothing wrong with Alliance players. We love you guys, too. And this particular guy has been kind of bugging us both, really, uh, to get our Alliance tunes up to a spot where we could actually go on some raids with them. So I finally caved... And I started leveling Dark Rose the Wakener, who is my uh, Worgen Druid. Again, he's like level 104 now. He's got flying. That uh, It's a whole new ball game when you're leveling with flying. It's so much easier, isn't it? It's different. Yeah. It really is. And especially as a Druid, kind of cheat mode. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of me just flying over something and clicking on it and getting credit for it. Like, go destroy these things. I'm like, okay, I don't even get out of flight form to do that. And it's like, oh, I'm not even getting aggro. And if I do get aggro, I just fly, just fly up. up. Yeah. I'm like, eh. Eh. So, but at the same time, like, the you remember the quest where you you go do the, the favors for the ogres and you end up having, like, the, the fight. It's like a, a fight in a pit for Which the ogres. Sound? Azuna. A long vaguely, time ago, vaguely. yeah. So there's, there's, this, there's this thing we have to go, you have to fight these champions, and you end up fighting the big ogre and all this, and... Right next to that is a spot where you have to go free a bunch of people and do a bunch of destruction where you click on these chests and then you whistle the guys over and they all get their armaments and then go fight for you with you as well. That was so brutally easy to do. I was like, really? 
I'm doing this? Okay. Because you're just flying in, clicking on the chest. You're flying over, click on the next thing to destroy it, fly over, click on it. And I was like, eh. Just feel a little unsatisfying. It did. Yeah. It did. I was like, I need to fight some people. Uh, and I got into a new guild, and this guild is rather interesting. It has, uh, each class has a class master or mentor, I guess okay. you would call it. sure. Whose job it is to make sure you know how to play your class. They have a Discord, and you have class channels on Discord. Ooh, so you can ask questions about your rotation and mm-hmm. get advice. And you can't, you can only be invited into the channel. You can't be like, if I'm a warlock, I'm not going to get invited in the druid channel. If I have a druid in the guild, I could get invited in there. But if I'm not in that guild with that class, I do not get invited to that channel. Very exclusive. My druid's in there, and I haven't gone through any anything yet because it's brand new to it. I'm like, you know, let me do some, I was in the middle of doing some other stuff, like leveling him. So... And uh, so it's going to be interesting this week to see how that, that plays out. I'm very interested to see how that works because, uh, you know, winning, I guess you'd call it, I'm be defeating the, the enemy in front of me, but I'm really taking a beating during the process. So I need to learn how to, uh, to mitigate some of that damage. And, hey, I want to do a little bit of a throwback to something we talked about a couple of weeks ago, which was the push to talk versus open mic uh, with Discord. And you had mentioned that one of the things that I suffer from in the push to talk is that I release my push to talk button at the same time when I'm done speaking, and it often cuts off the last part of my word. In looking through the uh, Discord settings the other day, trying to find something uh, for the microphone because something had changed, whatever, I noticed that they have a push to talk delay release. So what this does is you set the amount of time that it kind of still keeps that mic open after you have released the button. So it can still take the input of audio. So if I'm used to releasing as my as, as I, in my mind, have ended my word, and my word may not have completed, you know, coming out of my mouth, that delay of like one second on Discord makes all the difference. Now I haven't gotten that complaint from you or any other, no, other people sounds since. No, a lot better. So that's in there. It's in the audio settings. It's the uh, Discord push to talk release delay. Go check that out if you're using Discord and push to talk. That could probably, uh, if you haven't done it, that could save a lot of hassle for you and other people. Oh, by the way, this only works on the desktop app. Does not work in mobile and does not work in the browser. So just the desktop app on both Mac and Windows. World of Warcraft is 10 years old. And through its lifespan, the game has seen a lot of changes, most for the good, but not all decisions have turned out the way that the Blizzard developers and administration and everybody else thought they might turn out. Now, these lessons that Blizzard has learned often go unnoticed by new players. And that results in somebody going into a forum and posting what they think is a novel idea. Hey, Blizzard should let us set our hearth and our order hall. Oh, and we need a mailbox in there and vendors, and an auction house. And then everybody else goes, ah, they tried that with garrisons and it didn't like the way it worked. No. <laughs> kind of everybody stayed in their garrisons, you know. That was their little, you know, player housing experiment that they kind of went, eh. When you give introverts housing, they stay in their house to play the game that they stay in their house in. So there's a lot of in-house <laughs> stuff going on. So the community in that responded like, hey, we tried that. It didn't work. And that's why we have order halls the way they are now. But there used to be things that Blizzard let us do and have since rescinded that ability. They don't let us do it anymore, such as like add-ons. Now, we get to use add-ons, of course, but there are some features that add-ons used to be able to do 
and now cannot. And there's some pretty good reasons as to why. Here recently, uh, like a lot of add-ons that use people use for rating, you just have arrows in them. I even have one that I wrote that had an arrow in it. I used the DBM arrow specifically, and now I can't. Arrows are no longer allowed in raids or dungeons. Too easy. It became too easy. It became, I'm not engaged in the game. I'm engaged in watching my UI. So I really don't know what's happening. I'm just waiting to respond to whatever my add-on tells me to do. Move this way, move that way. Here's an arrow. Uh, the add-on that I wrote notifies me when somebody dies and it still does that. I have a guy who goes, asparagus. Because why not? <laughs> and it tells me who died across the screen. It tells me their name, their class, and the server they're from. So as much player information as I could get. Not what their it, role? No, I couldn't get role. Ah, oh, this is the most important I part. I know. But anyhow, I, 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 don't, I can't find role. But besides oh. that, it used to pop up an arrow that pointed to where their corpse was. And it was red, yellow, green, depending on how far away I was. Red farther, orange getting closer, green, you're in range to cast your res. We're no longer allowed to use arrows because, like she said, it became too easy. Too easy. Now, raid leaders used to have the ability, through add-ons, to uh, draw on the ground. You know, say, uh, this group is going to be over here, and then you're going to go to this spot and uh, be able to do shapes. And they really organize your raid. Yeah, they put game plans right down on the, on the floor, right basically. on the floor. Yeah. Um, but then what happened? Immaturity setting. Graffiti. Yeah. Just graffiti. Immature Everywhere. graffiti. <laughs> now, you can only see it for if you had the add-on. It wasn't like for everybody to see. You'd have the, but a lot of people had but that add-on. Yeah, it'd yeah. be like, well, only everyone who has DBM can see this. All most people and have everybody DBM. Everybody DBM, yeah, sure. right? Just a lot of nonsense, and uh, Blizzard's like, nope, don't want that in the game. Not gonna happen anymore. So we can't have nice things. <laughs> we <laughs> can't draw. <laughs> well, I mean, they gave us markers. And you know, yeah, so, the specific shapes. Yeah, and it's easy enough now. The markers get even better, and they hover, and there's all this stuff too. Them, they're much nicer now, and it's easy to say, "Hey, I'm putting a marker down here. When the boss does this, turn them and bring them over to that marker, and we'll all meet over there." It's like, okay, perfect. We all know what to do. So we achieve the same thing without the, you know, you don't have to have the add-on for it, and obviously you don't have the immature gra graffiti going everywhere. We've also had a lot of personal items, not necessarily removed from us, but they've kind of reconsidered how they work. Like, we got a garrison hearth, and we still have a garrison hearth, and a shipyard hearth still have that as well, except it's a little compass, but does the same thing. But as you pointed out earlier, as someone who's asking for a direct hearth to our order halls, Blizzard decided not to do that. They made it relatively easy for everybody to get to their order halls, but it was still something you have to go through to do. You have to see part of the world to get there. And you're not spending your entire day sitting in the order hall getting everything done. So I like that. In fact, they've made it with a companion app. You don't even necessarily have to go to your order hall. Some things, but not much. You remember Guild Perks? We still have them to some degree, but there is there's a lot of them that uh, we used to have and they just got... They got the axe root. Yeah, they got taken away. Yeah. Just destroyed. We used to have the mass res, which then they just gave that to any healing class. But it used to be anybody. You open up your... Yeah, anybody <laughs> in your guild. Yeah, you hey, got mass yeah. res. You had an increase to experience. And there was a, an automatic guild donation of gold. Do you remember that? An automatic? Automatic. Oh, I don't yeah. remember that. Yeah, so <laughs> if you were in a guild, this was like one of the reasons I got rid of it. 
if you're in a guild, you had an automatic portion of whatever money gold you were looting was automatically going into your guild bank. And so if you have a large guild who is paying for guild repairs, so if you go into raid and now, hey, guild repairs are on, so the guild takes care of your repair bill, that was helping offset the cost on that, and that was, a, in, in theory, a good idea. What was happening is as soon as you have a new player who joins and you know, creates a new character, they're getting a mass guild invite. They're getting spammed with this. They're going, oh, might as well join a guild. That sounds like a cool name. I'll join that guild. They're running around doing quests, and the guild is making money off of them. And if it's just a one-person guild, it takes them you know, a couple levels to figure out, hey, there's nobody really in this guild, <laughs> and I've just sent them a couple hundred gold, whatever the case might be. Yeah. Also, what ended up happening was that not being in a guild crippled you in comparison to being in one. So people would just join one for the sake of joining one, join a big guild just to be in one. And it took away the sense of identity, I think, and community. You know, whereas now the only real benefit that you get is a shorter hearth. Yeah, the hasty hearth. You also get the instant guild mail. If you're just there to do some solo stuff... There's not as much as incentive to join a guild just for the sake of joining a guild. Whereas it used to be you'd kind of have to. So these big guilds just get bigger. The smaller ones would kind of flounder because no one wants to sit there and help a guild level up to get to a point where they get all the perks when they could just join a bigger one. Right. And you just mentioned the other thing on there, which was guild levels. When you started a guild, it was a level one guild up to a level 25. And as you leveled your guild, you got more guild perks. So why would I go join somebody else's guild who's a lower level than the guild I'm in? Or if I have two people who are asking me to join their guild, why would I join a lower level guild? Which I believe the guild levels are still there. It's just that it's it's not as big of a deal. It's not. They made everybody automatic 25s and that's it. As soon as you get a guild, in theory, what's happening behind the scenes is you're an automatic level 25 guild. So you no longer have to level up to get all the perks. Now, they have gone in the opposite direction and made things too difficult. There's a lot of things that they've changed before the features even went live, for example. Uh, but there's a lot of things that they just took out of the games because it was tedious and unnecessary. Yeah, you were mentioning one the other day that's not in our notes. I apologize about the original race class combinations for, I forget what you said now. Well, I, I don't know that it was live. I think it was just maybe in the alpha. But someone was saying that originally, if you wanted to be a night elf warrior, you had to be a female. Female. If you wanted to be a night elf druid, you had to be a male. Male, right. And we still have some of those race class combinations that still aren't there because of lore reasons. Which I'm okay with. But then when you add... You know, the gender restriction on top of it is just yeah, it's very it's restricting. Yeah. yeah. I would think of anything, blood else would be the ones that wouldn't have male warriors. Hairdressers, yes. <laughs> warriors, no. Well, have you been to Darnassus? Yeah, I all, have. all the guards are female. Are they? Yeah. I never noticed. I never paid attention. Well, traditionally, that's, that's kind of the lore behind the Night Elves. I mean, there's more male druids and there's more female warriors. I don't know if it's exclusive. So they're favoring playability over strict lore adherence. Which I approve. I like that idea. Right, yeah. You know, you used to have to go out and get kindle, like wood, to make... Simple wood. Yeah, to make fire, to make it burn, you know, to make a, a, a fire, a campfire, to cook your food. You had to have wood and flint. I think. I think the flint was 
always in your bag, the wood you had to replenish. That's crazy. It's like every time you made a campfire, you use a wood. I remember this. Yeah. yeah. That's why I would purposely go seek out places that had a campfire somewhere. Because <laughs> if you, find, if you yeah. find a fire, a lot of them you can cook by. Not all, but a lot of them you can. <laughs> like the one in uh, in Orgrimmar over there in the Torin area, there's a little campfire out to the side. You can cook right there. Do it all the time. Yeah. Get my ingredients from the auction house, go to the mailbox, pick them up, walk over to that fire and cook. I remember that being the first thing I was really frustrated about when I first started playing Warcraft was my husband told me you could cook near a fire, but he wasn't specific. And not every fire that you see in the game is a campfire. Right. Yep. <laughs> so I was just getting really mad trying well, to. How come I can't cook by that fire? Yeah. Why can't I fish in that it's pond? <laughs> I know how to fish in that pond, but that water, I don't know. <laughs> and you hunters had it bad. Really, really bad. You got a bow and arrow, you need a quiver, and you need to put your arrows in the quiver, and you need to go buy arrows. I still have arrows. One you of my get, old characters. Got a gun? You need ammunition for need bullets. it. And there's different, I believe there's different quality bullets too. Different quality and different effects. You had bullets that would slow, bullets that would poison. You had different, you know, was, I liked it. I The concept was really cool to me because to me, I, I had a hunter at the time. And I'm like, okay, well, what bullets do I need? Okay, well, this boss needs this. All right, let me switch out my ammo. All right, I'm going to slow the boss. I'm going to put this guy to sleep. I'm going to do this. Let me switch out. But now it's just magic. Well, then again, you're choosing playability over realism yeah functionality playability yeah. i mean do you really want to be in a raid and your hunter runs out of ammo runs out of ammo <laughs> <Done that>. like, <laughs> oh, like oh, i forgot to get ammo last time i passed that cart and, and what was that little uh the swamp area wetlands there's a little town right by the wetlands oh yeah and there's a little cart there that sold a bunch of ammo i used to get i'd stock up for like days on ammo oh <laughs> your bags are full of ammo yeah yeah Speaking of bags, remember we used to have specific bags for specific things? Now, we're getting some of that back. But I used to have, as a, as a warlock, I had a shard bag that only shards went into that bag. Oh. Well, they have profession bags. Yeah, so I said we're getting some of yeah. them back. Uh, but there was a time when you had just bags for certain things. I, I kind of like that to a degree because it, it's easier to find things. But at that point in time... I don't think you could pull a shard and put it on your 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 action bar at that time. I don't remember. No. Yeah, it's kind of no. weird. Well, you can still organize your bags that way. If you want to put all your junk in one bag and all of your equipment in one and all of your trade goods in another, you can still do that. It's probably the default interface. Yeah, I have a single bag and I tried that. But then I ended up with like spaces and it really bothered mm, me. Yeah. I'm like, why is there an empty spot right there? Yeah. I use bag non and it just lumps it all together. Yep. Same thing. I'm worried about it. Yep. And I just, uh, when I clean up my bags, it puts it all in order. And I get a little uh, more in depth with my bags, as then the first row is not subject to auto ordering. So I can keep whatever I want in the first row and it'll keep it there. It's static. So that's usually where I have my hearths and my fishing pole and my cloak of, what is it, coordination, the teleporting yeah, cloak. Right. Keep that all right there so I know where to find it really easily. Frank Blizzard also said they do some things, and they say they'll do some things all the time. And then they kind of do, and they kind of don't, and they kind of went, well... You know, one of my favorite quotes, I don't remember who said it, they said, you think you want that, but you don't. 
<laughs> it's like, really? Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I think that is like on a poster above a bunch of people's desk of Blizzard. They think they want this, but they don't. <laughs> the users are not always right. Right. <laughs> we'll start off with the big elephant in the room, the dance studio. Highly promised since the days of Wrath of the Lich King. Nobody really knew exactly what it was going to be or what it was going to look like, but they had some screenshots and some promises and it was in the patch notes. You could make your own dance moves and I all this. I think it went past a promise and just went into meme status at some point. Then it became a whole meta thing because they released one of the uh, April Fool's patch notes where they went into detail <laughs> right, about it. Yep. And so they know. And now it is a mini holiday. Is it? It is one of the holidays where you have dance competitions in the holidays. And that's your Ooh. dance studio now. And everybody's going to be dancing. It's I have a to watch dance out for off. It. Watch it be like for one day. I think it's like a two day thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one that I know affected a ton of people. Path of the Titans, which ironically is what uh, spawned archaeology. That's what Path of the Titans turned into. It turned into archaeology. Oh, okay. I like archaeology. Yeah, the original concept of Path of the Titans where you were going to choose this path of whatever Titan who you were going to follow, and then you were going to search for relics and artifacts of that Titan, and then you would use those relic and artifacts to boost yourself, your Titan level up. So you become stronger. Kind of artifact weapons have kind of done this or have done the same thing. But you don't really choose a path. You just choose what you want to do, where you want to put put your points. Which they all go to the same place eventually. Eventually, just, yeah. Which one do you pick first? But what we know today is archaeology is based on what the original idea of Path of the Titans was. Now, don't tell that's a lot of Path of the Titans people because not much in archaeology does does good for your, your deeps and anything else. It's just cool stuff you can get. Unless we forget mounted combat, which is really deceiving because mounted combat... Ended up being vehicle combat. Ended up being NPC controlled for the most part vehicle combat. (laughs) If you're in the back of a dragon, you don't get to control a dragon. The dragon controls its own flight path. Yes, but it depends on the quest. The first time this feature was used was in Old War, the raid. And you go in there and you pick a vehicle. That's true. You You drive that thing around. Motorcycle and the tank. You know, there was all this stuff coming out about how your item level would affect how powerful the vehicle was. And at the same time, we had the Argent Tournament. So you're getting on these horses and you're fighting and you're that. doing the lancing yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, I enjoyed that. So I did too. It was vehicle combat in that it's a completely separate set of abilities. It's not that you take your mage, put her on a horse, and now you're shooting fireballs off the back of a horse. You're really not. You're using a preset ability. And we've had uh, guests on the show before who've commented on that. Like, hey, you, you tell me to spend all this time learning how to play my class. I learned how to play my class, and now you're going to put me on the back of a dragon who has different abilities. And I can't be me, yeah. and now I have to make the dragon do things. I'm fine with it for quest. I'm glad that it's not really in raids for that reason. But what people wanted was mounted. Like, I want to mount up on my own mount, and I want to have all my spells and abilities available to me. I don't want to dismount, and I want to be able to attack things from the sky. And Blizzard said... Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Which, to be fair, that, that would affect different classes differently. I mean, I can't imagine being a rogue and attacking somebody from horseback. No. I mean, a mage, all you're doing is using your hands. You know, you wave them in the air and shooting fireballs and arcane missiles and things like that. But 
need to sneak up behind somebody and you're on a horse, clomp, 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 clomp. Don't think they were at no. work out too well. Unless you no. put like, you know, like little booties on your horse. <laughs> Bunny slippers on it. Kitten mittens. Kitten mittens, yes. Kitten mittens. There is patch notes for like they said destructible buildings. We're gonna be able to blow buildings up. And everybody went, What happened? We wanna blow these buildings up. We can't blow these buildings up. They get like a cool fire effect on them sometimes when you do stuff in certain quests, but then nothing ever yeah, happens to the building. You change. And the blizzard went, Whoa, 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 time out. Wintergrass, you destroy towers, you destroy walls. That's part of the whole battle. You got to keep your towers up and, you know, that's how you win or lose that that whole thing, that whole PvP area, the battleground. And then now, in the Broken Shores, we have, what, three buildings down there that keep getting blown up? And we got to yeah, spend resources. Yeah, I don't understand how they're getting blown up. I never see it happen. We get attacked. There's attacks that come in from oh. above and they get blown up and then you can't use them anymore. We got to spend resources on it and get them built back up. So we do, in a sense, kind of have destructible buildings, but not really. They're in the game, but they're not really in the game. It's not a normal thing, which I'm kind of happy about, really, because if they're going to destroy something, then you need a rebuild process. And how long did it take them to fix Orgrimmar and Stormwind after Deathwing came through? It was like two years, wasn't it? Oh, more than that. More? It's like four. Four. Okay. That was a long time just to fix up. I mean, they got a lot of resources in both those capital cities, and it took them forever to fix that. So much more so if a bunch of buildings get destroyed all over the place. So I'm kind of glad that's not in there. And, Freck, we're going to end this here with the one that has been asked for time and time again. I want to make a reverse bet with you for $5 every time someone goes up at BlizzCon and asks for this feature. You have to pay me 5 bucks. Good, thank you. No, I'm not agreeing to that. <laughs> you don't have to. It's a reverse bet. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's how reverse bets work. Okay. Uh, and that would be to appear offline in a battle.net. You can be busy, but not offline. I am actually okay with them not doing um, an offline feature if they were to fix busy. Because the idea of busy is that it should suppress communication. I thought it does. I keep it myself doesn't. busy. I keep myself. No, you know what? It doesn't. That's right. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. I whisper you all the time and you respond. That's th- true. Theoretically, you shouldn't see I it. I shouldn't see it. You're right. You're absolutely. I, th- I thought it was like for Hearthstone, it wouldn't pop up in Hearthstone. Well, you know what? I did that for a while. The last time I checked, I was still getting pop-ups. So it's not consistent. Hmm. And it would just be nice if you said, hey, I'm going to sit down with my kid to show them Warcraft. I don't want to get whispers right now. I'm going to change it to busy. Yeah. Or I don't want them getting whispers in games. So I'm going to set my status to busy so they're not getting whispered from people around them. Or I'm going to go jump on my RP tune. I don't want anybody to know I'm doing this. Oh. Hey. Just saying. Well, maybe maybe instead of peering offline, it just wouldn't show the details of what you're doing in game. <laughs> so that- you just asked for an incognito <laughs> mode in WoW. <laughs> That's what you just yeah, asked basically. Because <laughs> appearing offline is a little bit different because I can kind of see how someone might abuse that if they were trying to stalk somebody. Okay. Pretend yeah. to be offline, but then you're watching, you know, what they're doing. But if you put in a busy or that someone can see you're in Warcraft, but they can't see what server you're logged into or what tune you're logged into, it's a little different. I still want the whole thing. I don't want. I want something where He's I can play a offline. game and nobody know what I'm doing. Okay, I can see that. I want that. On the fence, I don't know. I I can see why they haven't implemented. I think 
it could cause some issues, but they need to do something. And a lot of what we talked about today, it's, it's personal to a lot of longtime WoW players. And most of them have addressed these issues on their own, in their minds, and they have perfectly good solutions in their minds of what should be done in the game. I think you're right, Freck. I think in addition to the big whiteboard of no, there's little post-it notes or something at everybody's cubicle that says they think they want it, but they really don't. <laughs> post-it note? I think it's a big poster. Oh, do you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably has a cat on it, too. It's like the last page of the employee handbook that you have to sign when you first get there. <laughs> Most of them say this page intentionally left blank. That one just says they think they want it, but they don't. Yeah. <laughs> sign yeah. here if you agree. <laughs> well, I have to sign here because I want my job with Blizzard. So, okay, <laughs> I'll sign. So if there's something in the game that you think should be changed or you miss or you understand why they changed it, just hit us up. Let us know on the Twitters or over on Facebook, or you can even send us an email at podcast at hearthcast.com. I've been thinking about nameplates and Heroes of the Storm. In Warcraft, nameplates are something that you have options for. There's add-ons for it. You can customize them. You can make them different colors. You can see what you want displayed. You character name, titles, guild, all kinds of ways to make it look how you want to look. And here's the storm. None of that. None? No, none of that. No options. No options. Can you turn them off? No. <sighs> and I think there's a problem with the way that they do nameplates. Now, when you're playing HOTS, you're playing as a particular hero, and you're playing against other particular heroes. Each hero has different spells, different abilities, things that you have to anticipate. So my question is, when I pick Uther, for example, and I am running around doing my thing, should my nameplate say Uther or should it say Freckleface? It should say Uther. Think it should say Uther? Yeah, I should see what character, because here's, when I, and I don't play a lot, so I could be completely wrong here. The skins, I don't know what skins are available for every single tune out there. So when I'm being attacked or I'm going to attack somebody, their skin can throw me off. Like, who's, who's this guy in this basketball outfit? I don't, oh, I look at the nameplate and I go, that's Asmodan. I know what to do now, which is run because he's going to kill me. <laughs> but if I go in there and I go, what is this dude in the basketball? And it says freckle face. And I go... I still don't know what this so dude in the past. And now I'm dead. Now you're dead. Yeah, I want nameplates on who that person, not who the person is, but who that character is, who the hero is. Am I wrong? Well, let's look at it. Let's look at the current system. All right. You get into a group. You go into a game. The loading screen shows each team. It will show you uh, the hero that's been selected and the battle tag. It will also show you the portrait that the person has selected. But that's their player portrait. But that's their like, player portrait. Yeah. Now, depending on what they have unlocked, because if you get a character to a certain level, you unlock that portrait. So I could just really like Li Ming. I unlock her portrait. I pick her portrait. And now on the list, it says Freckleface. And it says Uther, but it shows a picture of Li Ming. Totally clear on that. Yep. Makes so perfect sense. So already for new players, that's going to throw you a little bit off if you don't know how to look for that. When you are in-game or just after it or before it starts, you can press the tab button and show the score screen. I press the tab by accident all the time, so I have unmapped that. Thank you. Okay. Well, you... <laughs> how do you know how you're doing? 
I'm, I suck. I know that. That's, that's, <laughs> I don't need to know how bad I suck in relation to everybody else, Frag. I just, I'm bad, okay? But thanks for rubbing that in. <laughs> Rude, don't you need to know how bad you're doing in comparison to everybody else who's doing great? No, I don't. I'm doing bad. Oh, I check it every time I die. I have to see how I'm doing in comparison. <laughs> well, the score screen shows a list of the characters and the rankings, how much damage they've been doing. And it shows the character name and your battle tag. Okay, so, this is a little more information. So in-game, there is a cheat sheet, if you will, tying the character and, and the battle tag together. So what they want you to do there is like cram for the exam and then that 30-second window you have before the match starts and you go, who's playing well, what? Well, no, okay. it's, it's just like if you want to know who's playing against me and you might check the score screen, recognize the battle tag and say, oh, I think I remember them from the last match or... Would it be something like, hey, man, Freckleface just killed me. Hit tab and go, okay, Freckleface is playing Asmodan in this round. Okay, let me make that distinction in my head. Well, here's the thing. When someone kills you, there is a little notification on the left side of the screen. It's new. And it just shows the hero icons, and it would actually show it by character. So I would know that Asmodan killed me. Yes, it would. You would see Asmodan's portrait, and it would indicate that it killed your character. At the top of the screen, there are the static portraits, which again relate to the heroes, mm-hmm. and doesn't show the battle tags. So you can play a game without having to know your enemy team's battle tags. If you just know, I'm playing up against Asmodan. You can see up at the top of the screen whether or not Asmodan is dead. And you can see by the notifications if he's killing people. See, they need to reverse it because there are times you want to know the battle tag. When do you need to know it? Well, let's say I get in there and there's some pro player whose battle tag I recognize. And I'm in there because I'm on a good team. I'm doing a good comp. So I'm in rank and I'm doing stuff in rank and I'm working on my MMR, whatever. And I all of a sudden I see that this pro player... I'm like, oh, wow, look at that. I'm playing against him. So that could be something that I am either get excited about or get really nervous about. So you would actually see that before you ever went into the game. That'd be because, fine. Because like I said, at the loading screen, it shows you the battle tags of everyone who's ah, That's playing. all I need. That's all I need right there. Now, when you're in game and you might want to know the battle tags of your allies, people on your team, can be helpful. But here's the thing. When you do pings on the map, it does it by character. If I'm playing Gul'dan and uh, yeah. I ping Gul'dan something, wants to do this. Exactly, Gul'dan wants to defend. Gul'dan wants to take this mercy Shrine. camp. But when you type into Allied Chat, it shows your battle tag. Battle tag, which I turned right. <laughs> turned chat off because people just tell me how bad I am. So <laughs> don't need to know. Already know. So the only time that I can really think of it being super useful to see the battle tag instead of the character name is there are rare occasions when somebody disconnects. Like, that happened to me, I blue screened. And when that happens, instead of showing a battle tag, is your character stays in game. Yes. Yep. It just gets Runs re- around. It just gets replaced by an AI. So if you're in a quick match and you see that there's four battle tags and one Gul'dan, you know that Gul'dan is being controlled by a computer. Mm. And then you can know you can ping it and it'll follow or you know not to get mad because there's no point in getting mad. <laughs> yeah, but that can be easily done by throwing an asterisk at the beginning of the name or something along That's those lines. That's true. Yeah, or making a different color yeah. or something like that. Or flash. Or, there's so many other options they could do there. You know, you know, like I said, the star or a parenthesis, something that shows that, hey, this character is not being controlled. You know, what it boils down to is that Heroes of the Storm requires quick thinking. And you really have to learn all of the hero's abilities, even the ones that you don't play. 
because to be able to avoid somebody's ultimate, you have to know what the ultimate is. You know, is it a laser beam that I can move out of the way? Is it an area effect? Is it in a cone out in front of them? Is it a circle? You kind of need to learn these things or to learn who can fear you, who can mind control you. And when you have all these skins, like you mentioned, it makes the characters really difficult to distinguish until you start playing enough where you can recognize them based on their shape and what they're doing. Mm -hmm. But that still takes you an extra few seconds, which can cost you. There are different themes that several characters have the same style of. Like yeah, several Christmas ones. Yeah, Christmas yeah. ones or steampunk or fell or things like that. So you might glance at the colors and not recognize the cheer it is. Yeah, and the problem there is you get in and if you are expecting to defend or fight somebody a certain way, and all of a sudden you realize, oh, that is not who I thought it was. And I just took, you know, an arrow to the knee or something. It's, it's problematic. You have several characters that are the same race. Got a few trolls in there. Mm. You know, those aren't easy to tell apart. Varian has a very similar build to Uther. Those are both humans. They both wear the you know the bulky armor. And I know they're trying to get in new players with this, you know, HOTS 2.0. We got, you know, playing with friends. And that's this is really one glaring thing that I've noticed that I think they could change and if they help new players a lot. Now the solution could be to make the nameplates an option. So by default, it would just show the hero name, the character name of everyone that's running around. And then if you wanted to show the battle tags instead of the heroes, because you feel like, I got this, I'm going to know who everyone is, I just want to see who I'm playing against, who the person is, you could go and toggle that. But it would be something that you would have to take the extra step to do, not the other way around, since that would be making it more difficult. I like the idea of being able to turn on or toggle like a control V through what name or what's displayed on the nameplate, whether it be the character name, the hero name the battle tag, or maybe even nothing at all if I'm, if I'm that pro. It doesn't even have to be something that's key-bound. It could be something that's in the options itself. Uh, I would want to key-bound. As strange as I am, not being an avid player is what I mean. Not strange. I think I'm weird. But I would want that to be able to toggle because when I'm in the game and I see like, okay, here comes go down. Okay, now I know now I know the comp I'm, I'm up against and I'm familiarizing myself with it. Now maybe I go, okay, that's Gudan. He's wearing the red. I got it. Cool. Not a problem. Maybe now I switch over and I see who I'm fighting. You know, now let's Stevo 153. Well, the you problem with key binding is you can always accidentally press a key binding. So if you think a new player, you add in this key bind that changes the interface. Well, now they accidentally press it in the middle of a game. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know who anybody is because it switched from showing, you know, Uther, uh, yeah. Gul'dan, and Jaina. Now it's showing, you know, SpongeBob 123. And they're going <laughs> like, I don't know what's Bob. happening. I'm being attacked and killed by Spongebob. <laughs> he doesn't look like Spongebob. There's nothing close to Spongebob. What? When did Blizzard get the rights to Spongebob? What's happening? That itself doesn't really matter. It's just something that I've noticed that is inconsistent when you look at it from start of the game to the end of the game. It's not clear why they've designed it the way that they did. Who lives in the Nexus under the fell? <laughs> <laughs> like we went our songs for the end of the year. Nah, no. Uh, no. I'm writing it down. No, nah, I've got one. I already did it. You have one. Yeah. You have multiple. You can have multiple. Okay. okay. I'm not doing a SpongeBob <laughs> Nexus. Okay. All right. Write it down. I'll do okay. it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we should petition. Petition? 
I'll yeah. just go write a forum post. Okay, they forum they post, totally Facebook pay post. attention to do do forum, Facebook, Twitter, Twitter, Reddit. We will Twitter Blizzard customer service. Oh, they that'll get it totally done. Be on totally. It. Uh, did I say Reddit? Yeah. Uh, Instagram it. Uh, I will find Chris Metzen's home address. No, he doesn't work for Blizzard anymore. I does don't he? care. He still has power. He's magic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, once he's magic. When you find it and you go there, can you deliver the the, the paper clip that I have for him? No. Oh, the rusted nail. The rest, he did, he oh, the rusted nail clip. Well, they finally answer. got the app. I know, but not for Garrison's. No, <laughs> that's just a little creepy. Don't go to his home address. Don't. <laughs> we're not doing that. No. Oh, okay. No stalking for friends. No, days. no. We have a crack team of hearth cast stalkers. <laughs> we call them hearth stalkers. You know, they run around in fell reavers. And, uh, yeah. Speaking of that, have you gotten in the, in the invasion thing? Have you pulled a fell reaver yet? No, I haven't. <laughs> to get We're, stepped on? It's right in the nostalgia. I mean, it's mm. uh, because they got that cry, the hard yeah. to hit. They yeah. do the scream, and it just you know, anybody who dealt with that in BC knows that that fell reaver scream, which they didn't used to have, by the way. Harking back not? to our, the last comment, content section. No, when fell reavers are first introduced, they did not have that scream, and it was just they would sneak up on you and insta kill you. That's even more terrifying. And then they added the scream in because people were like, I had no warning. <laughs> and so, like, okay, we'll give you the scream. And I'd be like, I'm terrified of the scream. I've been traumatized. It's like, what do you want? First, we didn't do anything. Now we give you a warning. See, no, no, I've said I missed that. I didn't, I didn't have a uh, max level character in Burning Crusade. Oh, my God. I, horrible. I, I was playing, but my character is still level 30 or something. You run around going, why can't I cook? <laughs> You know what? I had BC, but it sat on my shelf because I didn't have a character who was BC yet for like two weeks. And I didn't install it because like, why would I install this expansion if I can't yeah. even play this expansion yet? And I remember that. I remember that's when I had a big issue even getting to Burning Crusade. We talked about that before. No need to rehash it. But that's okay. when, that was when I fell asleep on customer support. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which time? I thought you'd done that a few times. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> fell reaver, look out! <laughs> uh, I don't. Uh, I uh, just uh, t- uh, different pants. What? <laughs> that excuse didn't work at all. It didn't work at home. Didn't work here. Didn't have on the right pants. Try, and try it one more place. I'm sure it works somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> I had on the wrong pants. I'm sorry. Okay. Comfy, sleepy pants. Wow. <laughs> 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 oh my! Had on my Walmart pants. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Hots nameplates. Get them fixed. Do something about them. Get them fixed. What else do we want in this episode? <laughs> Offline mode. Just have a list of demands this episode. List of demands. This is a demanding episode. <laughs> hey, look, the play with friends thing worked. So. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna keep trying this. <laughs> if we speak it into the universe, Frank, yes. it, it has to happen. <laughs> okay, in that case, who do you want to play at BlizzCon as a closing band? Spice Girls. I'm not going. <laughs> hey, everybody got a ticket for sale? Uh, face value. You know, that'd be awesome. No, it wouldn't. Yeah, I remember no. singing and tell you what I want. Actually, you know what? Yeah, bring the Spice Girls because then the crazies can go watch the Spice Girls and I'll go out on the floor and, and go listen to the voice actors or go play the new expansion or do whatever. <laughs> Plus, there's a chance David Beckham would show up, you know. 
So there's that. And then you could bend it like Beckham? Yeah. 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 Mm. All right. Well, since we're doing demands, folks, if you've got your demands that you want uh, voiced, just send an MP3 to us. Give us a call. Let us know. And we'll share those with everybody on the air. Just send an MP3 over to podcast at hearthcast.com. Folks, be sure to check your in-game calendars because those little holidays do creep up and they do pass you by really, really fast. So watch for those. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be the gnome run. Everybody gets pink hair. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, of course, the Dance Dance Revolution or whatever you're going to call that, that party holiday weekend that's coming up to a lot of them. Just keep your eyes open for that. If you happen to be out and about on the Internet, do us a favor. Drop us a review over on iTunes. That lets us know how we're doing. Let's other people know if this is a show that they'd like to hear. We want to thank our friends on Facebook and our followers on Twitter. And as we close this show, we want to thank Richard and all of you for listening. We'd love to hear your questions, comments, or any other feedback. Our email is podcast at hearthcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at hearthcastfreck and at hearthcastroot, or just head on over to our Hearthcast Facebook page. You can support Hearthcast by using our Amazon link at hearthcast.com slash Amazon. You can save $3 off your Loot Crate by visiting lootcrate.com forward slash hearthcast and using the offer code hearthcast at checkout. Our Patreon page can be found at patreon.com slash EIPS. And remember, Curse Premium will keep all your in-game add-ons up to date automatically. Please visit hearthcast.com for podcast archives, show information, and more. Until next time, this has been Root and Freckleface. This podcast is part of the D20 Grip Network.